you're either you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. Welcome aboard to another edition of Riding the Bus, the official podcast of the Iowa Wild, presented by Explore Minnesota. A little bit different of an episode today. Uh, I'm here by myself, not fully by myself. Ben's not here; he's out sick. Uh, but we wanted to bring you a little mini episode this week, uh, introducing the newest member of the Iowa Wild organization, returning member, really for the Iowa Wild, the fifth head coach in Iowa Wild history, Brett McLean. Brett, how are you? How does it feel now to have that? title head coach of the Iowa Wild. Yeah, it feels great. It really does. And uh, just couldn't be more excited to be to be back here in Des Moines and, and to get to work with everybody here. Good. And we, we we had you on last summer and we talked a little bit about um, you know you're you're no stranger to Iowa. You know, you coached here as an assistant for, for three seasons. Um, it's an area you're familiar with, a place you enjoy, a place you can call home. What you know what are you looking forward to most about being back here? Well, the, the people of Iowa are just just fantastic. So that, that's it, just to reconnect with our friends and all the all the great relationships that we made when we were here um, for the first three years. Um, and so so that's that's number one. Um, and then job wise, it's it's a, to get a chance to work with all of our our great prospects and great players here. We have uh, it's an exciting, really exciting time to be in the Minnesota Wild and Iowa Wild organizations to have. Uh, all of these special prospects coming in and, and high draft picks and, and really quality people. So can't wait to get started working with them. And thinking back to those years when you were here, what are some of the memories that, that come back right away from your time here being in Des Moines? Or, you know, favorite places you guys would, would frequent, just memories with the kids growing up, anything yeah. that kind of stands out? Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll start with in, in this building and in, in this locker room. Uh, I remember when we when we clinched the playoffs, the first playoffs in Iowa Wild history. That was fantastic. Uh, you know, the night before, Captain Cal O'Reilly scored a massive goal against the Chicago Wolves to win that game for us in overtime. Shortly after, Andrew Hammond made a fantastic save, and then uh, the following night we clinched, made the playoffs, and it was uh, so much work had gone into it, and I, I don't really. When I talk about that work, I don't really mean on the hockey side of it. I mean for everyone else that had built up the Iowa Wild from from the ground up, and and it was it was a really gratifying moment to see how happy they all were, and and so I'll never forget that, and and that that sticks sticks with you when when you see moments like that and are a part of moments like that. So really looking forward to building more of those on the hockey side of things, um, and then uh, you know as far as flight. Places we used to frequent, uh, actually my favorite sushi place, the entire world, and I've been a lot of places. Entire in the world. world. Entire world. My Des Moines, sushi Iowa. Place. Favorite Des Moines, sushi place Iowa. in the entire world. It's wasabi out in Waukee. It's a good spot. I've been it's there. It's an unbelievable spot. Unbelievable spot, right? So isn't that something? I would never thought that, but I can't wait to go there. Um, you know, High Life Lounge. This yeah. is, you can't wait to go there, right, again. It's a good what's spot. Your, what's your pizza? Fonds is good. That, so. What is your go-to? So you're going to Wasabi. What's your go-to sushi order? What are you getting? Well, I remember they used to have, I hope they still have an unbelievable lunch special where you could, it was it was really good value and you'd get, the one thing I remember there always is their their salad, their green salad with the, the ginger sauce was outstanding. So I always would get that. And then I, I'm just a, I'm a spicy tuna guy. So okay. I, I go for the spicy tuna and theirs is just 
so fresh. It's, uh, yeah, in a strip mall in Waukee, Iowa. Who would have who, who thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and in the past, you know, you've talked about wanting to someday become a head coach. And, and Tuesday, in your press conference in St. Paul, you mentioned how much you just love coaching. Mm -hmm. And I know it, you know there was some thinking about whether this was the right time. Ultimately, you decided, yeah, this is mm -hmm. you know the time to make the move, jump into that head coaching spot. What was it about? this time why did it feel like now is that right time yeah really good question and, and it it's uh it's interesting i'm not able to answer it right away i've got to think about it right away and that's that's the process in accepting this job it took mm -hmm. took all four weeks almost a month for, for for my family and i to come to that decision so you know it just it, it just things just started to kind of trend that way and that at first i didn't think it was the right time to make this move number one reason being I really love my job with Minnesota Wilds, and I love working for Dean Evison and for that staff. So that was kind of my biggest holdup. I also thought that uh, that my family wouldn't want me to take this job, being that um, again we were so happy there. And, and even though my family is going to stay living in in the the Twin Cities, um, it's still going to be a little disruptive, I guess we'd call it too. Our family dynamic but as as we brought them into the conversation uh, the kids into our conversation with my wife and I it they they ended up wanting me to take the job so it just why the timing worked out is it, it just became an easy decision in the end it was such a such a great opportunity to become a head coach and um, and to do it in an organization that I have so much respect for and one that I know with people that I know and, and prospects that I know was was uh, again, made it an easy decision in, in the end, which was surprising, but obviously outstanding too. What can Iowa Wild fans expect on the ice? You know, how, how is the team gonna differ from maybe what we've seen over the last couple seasons? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I, I touched on this a little bit yesterday in, in our press conference in uh, St. Paul was it, uh, and again, these aren't, they may be our keywords for the season and wanna get with the staff when we hire staff to till we kind of lock those in but we're gonna we're gonna play fast and we're gonna be relentless and we're gonna be disciplined and there, there's a lot that goes into those words expect a high-paced game expect a team that that's coming at you every single shift every, every single day we're we're relentlessly looking to get better and and we're we're showing up to work and and uh you can you can see that and in, in disciplined and in, in a couple different ways. We're going to be smart penalty wise. Obviously, that's the big one that stands out. We're going to play the right way. A lot of freedom. These players are going to get a lot of freedom. Young players, they have to have that to grow and to to, to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. Um, but we're we're going to play right, and that's that's a line we used a lot in Minnesota the last few years, and it, it'll be the same here. So, if you can expect that from from our our, our group of players, and and then. Uh, Last part of that is that that will stay the same. Is that from what you've seen here before? Is that uh, really lucky that the people that were in my chair before they set an extremely high standard of of as far as what's expected with your work rate and what's expected in your professionalism, and that will not change. Um, our players are going to have a connection to the community, and they're expected to be a big part of the Des Moines community, and. Uh, that that will continue. Touching touching on that community element, I mean that's that's something that this organization has had a struck such a strong passion for. You know, over the years we've got very strong ties within the community. How important is it, you know, for you to make sure? Because I've 
I got a community background. That's kind of how I started, you know, working in hockey. And I've always looked at is, and you mentioned it a little bit this morning when you met with the staff. These are young guys coming in here, being on their own for the first time, and mm-hmm. I think it's a huge driver to have them out in the community and and just get used to that interaction and, and developing those fans. So how important is that for you, for these guys, given how young they are coming yeah. in here and being pros? Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge for a, a couple reasons. One, these young men need, need to, it's important that they're not just in their, in their uh, apartments uh, playing on their Xboxes all day, right? Like it's, and I don't mean that from a, a hockey perspective. I mean it as young men, they need to connect to the communities they're in. They need to have real relationships with people outside of this locker room. It's important to be well-adjusted, quality young men. And, and so uh, it's very important for them to be a huge part of this community. And, and in some ways, it's in some aspects, it's easy for them because the people that have come before them, the players that have come before them, and the groundwork that's been laid here by the business staff, the Iowa Wild, is just so fantastic. It's it's a model franchise as far as community relations. and And so... These players will, and, and, I, and I know they're all high-quality kids. Our, our, our um, scouting staff does just a fantastic job of bringing in high-quality people here for our players. So um, they'll be expected to be in the community a lot, and, and I know they will, and I know players enjoy it. They, they embrace it. So um, that'll, be a, that'll be a big thing for us here, and it's also youth hockey and making sure that that's a, that's a priority for myself and for our family. And uh, it'll be a big priority for our players to continue to grow youth hockey in Des Moines because it is, it's almost just in its infancy, but it's, it's booming and uh, we want to continue that trend. One thing, talking about you know, the players coming in, it's, we had a young group this past season. We're going to have an even younger group coming in you know, this upcoming year. Um, when, you, when you look at things as a whole, this head coaching role in Iowa is going to be a really big one for this organization you know, over the next few years. Now, this, Ben couldn't stay away. He had to give me a question. So, uh, you know, on on your end, what does max development look like throughout the season without you know jeopardizing wins and losses? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think they they tie in together, right? Like uh, in the American Hockey League, you kind of your obviously we're gonna have we have and we will have great veterans here, but you're you're really kind of high ceiling talent guys are your prospects, and so they need to develop and grow if you want to have a good finish to your season. And uh, so it's, it's important from an organizational level that those young prospects and players are getting quality minutes and ice time and, and growing. But also to win here, they have to do that as well. So it's, they go hand in hand for me. Um, with young players, there's, yeah, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be challenges. There are going to be some nights where we're going to be frustrated probably with, uh, with some guys' play. But that's, that's the job here. And, and of course, we, we want to win. We, we want to go deep in, in the Calder Cup playoffs, but but we have to do it right. And it can't be driven by a bunch of high-priced veterans. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have we're going to have those. We're going to have some real good veteran players um, to help us create a great environment in, in this locker room. But it's it's the important thing is that our young players are have the freedom to grow and are getting better and are put in positions where they can grow. And sometimes that means they're going to fail. Sometimes mm-hmm. that means they're going to It's all part mistakes, of the process. And that's part of it. They have to learn that. And, and so there is a balance between that. And, um, and, and so that's, 
and that's always a struggle for a coach too, right? That'll that'll be my struggle and our staff's struggle is is do we stick with a young player in this situation um, when probably the older player is more ready for those type of minutes? Um, but we have to always keep the big picture in mind, and the, the goal is for for these younger prospects to be helping Minnesota Wild win hockey games in in the future, and and that's that's the number one reason that we're here. The goal, obviously, is to bring them both together, mm-hmm. um, but that's uh, a lot of times easier said than done. Yeah. When we had you on last summer, we you know, Ben and I we talked a lot about your career and your playing career and. You've had a chance to play for a lot of great coaches along the way. You've worked alongside some great coaches. So is there a piece of advice that either a coach you had or someone, a coach you worked alongside has given to you that's kind of stuck with you throughout your coaching career? Is there a piece of advice maybe you've gotten since you got the news you're going to be head coach that you're going to try to take with you into this next chapter? Yeah. Well, a couple that stand out right away. One was uh, I was told when I was applying for the Iowa assistant job years ago uh, was just to be yourself. I was told that. Tony Granato told me that, and he's uh, one of the most respected names in, in hockey. Um, you know, for, He was my assistant coach in Colorado, and he's coached everywhere, including Wisconsin, and just high, high, high quality person. And he said, just be yourself, and I take that into everything I do each and every day, including talking to you. Mm-hmm. Just, try, I just try to be myself. and. That's going to move into into now being a head coach, and that even though I have a different title, I, I'm going to be the same coach. I mean, there are going to be times that I I will have to bring the hammer down, so to speak, and mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit harder on players for sure. But you still have to do it in in my own way, and and I can't try to be someone that uh, that I'm not. So that'll be very very important um, for me, and 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 then just uh, the other thing that I've taken from all the coaches I've had is the best coaches I've had, they, they didn't talk about themselves. And I think um, that's why these couple of days are kind of a little difficult sometimes, I find, <laughs> because all I'm doing is talking about myself yeah. and uh, kind of goes against that. But um, I get that that's also part of uh, promoting the game here and, and that's part of the role. But um, I always found that, that the best coaches I had, you know, they would they would get their personal experiences in there, but without promoting themselves. So I think that's very, very important to remember as, as a coach, is that, uh, especially the head coaches, that it's, it's not about me. It's, mm-hmm. it's about the players in this room and, and helping them you know, reach their goals. That's, that's why we're here. That's our job as coaches, and uh, to always kind of remember that. So there's a lot coming up here over the next couple of weeks between the draft and development camp and, and this and the free agency mm. you talk about coaches what are you guys looking at timeline wise when can wild fans mm. expect you know the rest of the staff to be filled out yeah we're uh you know, my phone keeps buzzing here today just uh we're getting a lot of great applicants at surprising uh outstanding resumes and and uh so that's that's been exciting these last couple of days so we'll I sat with mike murray yesterday and, and our general manager and we we started to kind of whittle down some names, and there'll be some new ones that, that will come in. So I would expect within the next couple of weeks we'll start some uh, start to call some people and to really get our list down. And I, I would I would, I'd like to think that here by the draft at the end of June that we'd probably have some people in place, but we may have to wait a little longer. But um, you know, definitely don't want it to drag into late July or August or anything like that. But I, I'm 
I'd like to think that uh, without putting a, a firm timeline on it, kind of by the end of June, we can uh, have some new staff members in place because even down to things like in the locker room, what type of, what type of words we want to use and what type of phrasing we, we want to use. It's, mm -hmm. it's important that the entire staff has input in that. And um, so it'd, it'd be nice to get uh, those people in place. Um, and then uh, we can go from there. Yeah. It's important. You want to find the. You don't want to rush. You want to find the right fit. It's got to be the right fit. Exactly. So, um, when maybe with some of these people, it might their, their process might take some time too. If they, you know, they might apply for the job, and if mm -hmm. if we offer it to them, it might come down to a last minute decision. So it might take some time. We want to give them some time to make the right decision too, to, so that people uh, want to come here. But it's it's nice. It's not not surprising to me, but um, maybe to some it might. It, it's a very desirable place to come and, and work is with the Iowa Wilds. So um, that's why it's, it's nice to get all these good applicants. Last question for you. As, as, we, you know, as we wrap things up, what, is, what are the parting words you want to leave with the Iowa Wild fans listening, watching on YouTube, whatever it may be? What do you want to leave them with as we get ready for the foreseeable future? Well, just keep up that great support. Just this is again uh, to echo what I said earlier. It's a really exciting time to be a Iowa Wild fan, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun in this building, and um, we're gonna have a lot of great, great players for you to watch here. And um, we just we want you to be a part of this journey with us. And um, I got to think that that's one of the real joys for Iowa Wild fans is seeing people like Yule Erickson Eck and and Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar, Mason Shaw, guys like that, come through here and move up and then join the big club. And uh, we're gonna continue that tradition here and we're gonna see some fantastic players come through here and um, join us in that journey and uh, keep supporting us. Coach, I can't thank you enough for doing this. And I know I speak for everybody within our organization and Ben who can't be here, but wishes he could be, you know, congratulations on this new position. And, and yeah. you know, we're so excited to see everything that this journey takes us on over the next couple months and as we roll into the season. So thank you. This is great. My pleasure. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Ride on the Bus. We're going to have more coming up as Ben and I have talked about in the past over the next couple of weeks. We got a lot of fun and exciting guests lined up. Uh, but as always, need to thank a couple people. Marquise Jones, the man behind the camera, for piecing all this together. Jeremy Core at Executive Podcast Solutions. And of course, our friends at Explore Minnesota. That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. And as always, two honks for the win.